folks! Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLCast and at FTLCast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLCast. Today we're playing Memoria by A. Fell. Oh wait, that's me! For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. This is a game of mapping our history as a couple, as a family, as friends, or as a partnership over the long, long time we've been together by exchanging stories. As players, we start with a larger picture, sketching a rough map of who we are together and who we are apart, where we start and where we end. Then we zoom in on certain moments, memories, or reminders and build from there. Uh, I'm Kales. Uh, I also go by Mac. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Citadel of Swords. You can get the game at citadelofswords.itch.io. Um, my pronouns are money symbol pronouns. <laughs> Playing with me today, we have. I was we really not hoping that you would turn go order. into like <laughs> I, the full, I, the full I, thing. I put uh, it in the dock. Yes. August are next. I'm looking at the dock and I don't see my name. <laughs> At the top, you're at the Where? top. <laughs> oh, okay. Recognize your new I'm, name. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you need to go back to sleep? Do you need August, a nap? August, did you not recognize yourself? <laughs> no, I I was looking at motifs, genre, time frame. I guess I'm genre now. Um, <laughs> That's a dope so. name. <laughs> that is a dope yeah, name. Actually. Um. Hi, I'm August, formerly known as Dora. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, the games that I've written at HarpyDora.itch.io, and my pronouns are they, them, and also a snoring noise, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a a brain. (laughs) The sound of crickets chirping. Yep. What if I actually, like, edited in the sound of cri- crickets chirping? Amazing. Th- those those are my pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> you can't steal dogs. No, you can. Um, we can both have crickets chirping for pronouns. Mm-hmm. No one's going to stop you. You sure you don't want to ca- the editor. I was going to say, you sure you don't want a cash register noise? <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I was really hoping that you would just do the full, like, <laughs> cash register thing. Cash register, cash register, gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, oh, it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, time frame. <laughs> Hi, time frame. Nope, I am time frame. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Little Lady Mab. My pronouns are she/her. I don't have good secondary ones because I am just I am just that that one, just the one. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it, it was. was the delivery. It was amazing and oh. perfect. Uh, and I'm Jade still, and I think I'm going to continue to be. But get, I'll let you know if that changes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jade Oxford Rose, and I use they them pronouns. I wanted to do a, a good secondary set, but I completely blanked on it. So your other pronouns are uh, what does the fox say? <laughs> no, because yeah, you have to understand one how important foxes are to me as a person, and two just how much people have sung that song in my general direction. My cat did not appreciate the scree I just made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to apologize to you, future August, for editing that. Uh, all right. 
Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, terminal illness, and pandemics and plagues. Uh, now that we've got all that, let's get started. Just notice wow. the size of the self-portrait that Matt has put on the well, whiteboard. Well, that's because it's... <laughs> oh, my goodness. My tablet defaulted to 14%, so I don't know how big the rest of it's supposed to be. Ah! Fucking bless. <laughs> no, Jade's purple. No. If you want to be pink, I can switch. No, I'll be... Uh, oh, Tora is blue. I can I'll be take the yellow color. Hold on, I, I will be I'm green. this I'm pale green. color that no one can see. <laughs> Just like my skin tone. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was sitting outside yet, uh, the other day with my sister and I had my legs out in the sun and they were pale. <laughs> the beacons are lit. Condor calls for aid. <laughs> Don't at my and pale And Rohan legs. will answer. <laughs> and okay. my pale thighs. All right, so I'm not going to read all of the text, but I will read a fair bit of it. Um, so we'll begin. No, we won't. Uh, the setting up the game section. We won't section, start. Nope. No starting. We're, we're not going to begin this game. <laughs> this is just nap time ASMR. Um, <laughs> this game says that we'll begin with a blank slate. Uh, not today. Um... Much like how when two people meet each other, I, that's not what I wrote, but okay. Much like how when two people meet each other, they've no idea of the stories they may create together, so we won't have an idea of the story we'll create together. Uh, maybe you will be bringing existing characters into the space to explore their story deeper. There will still be things about them you do not know. Live in these pockets of uncertainty. We may be making decisions with no idea where they may lead, and that's okay. That's part of the fun, is not planning out the entire story and letting yourself be surprised by how it develops. However, if at any point during the course of the game you realize you made a decision that is bringing the game in a direction you're not comfortable with, or if you find your decisions have dug a hole you feel you can't get out of, you can always walk back scenes or revisit them in order to bring them to a point that is more comfortable. Uh, so we've got a few steps to establish the map before we start playing. Uh, motifs and concept. Genre time frame, lines and veils, which we are we did at the top, and character creation. Um, I'm adding a sixth step, which I'll tell you about when we get there. Um, so, motifs. Um, it's funny that we're going to talk about motifs now, since we've got setting and genre already established. But that's fine. Uh, let's, let's do motifs. 
motifs are images, symbols, or other ideas that tend to recur in a story. Each player comes up with one or two motifs that they want to feel out. This can be an image or an animal, a quote or a song lyric, or even an entire song if you like the sound of it. Any sort of sensory experience can capture the feeling of a story if you want it to. Um, so we could always steal the ones that we've got from Dear Lord! The white, word about, the white word app zoomed me all the way back in. Oh, um, it zoomed me to like 180%, and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we can always steal motifs from the This Town is Full of Monsters game if we wanted to, or we can come up with new ones. I'm just gonna throw a motif in here that I think about every time we hit this. Oh my god. Every Kingdom time we Hearts. hit this universe, which is um, the entirety of Casualties of Cool. <laughs> Did it get? For um, people who might not know what that is, including me, because I have forgotten, uh, what is Casualties of Cool? It is an album by Devin Townsend and Che Ame Dorval, which I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, very spooky, ethereal, um, like folk rock music. Um, I had august listen to it and august replied and was like okay so this song is basically just she who must not be named and i was like you're super right yeah um um anyway it's a very good album if you haven't listened to it this also goes for you jade you really should it's very good it's one of those albums that i just listened to the whole thing i'm gonna quickly have a look because i'm currently on my partner's uh mac doing the recording who is a big Devin Townsend fan. So let me just see, and uh, I'll get back to you on this one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's my initial motif. Like I said, we can steal some from This Town is Full of Monsters, although that is telling a different story from... Or it might be telling a different story from the one that we're telling here. Yeah, I feel like we may end up diverging somewhat because of the scope of what we're telling but i do want to port uh uh unexpected light in the darkness and darkness where there should be light uh from uh the this town is full of monsters game cool the kingdom hearts motif yeah mm-hmm. we are nothing if not kingdom hearts <laughs> I, my tablet refreshed the page size and now i don't know where we're at so that's what I'm doing, is trying to figure out where everything went. Don't mind me. Have you got an idea for a motif? As I'm just rolling through our vague turn order. Oh, I was supposed to... I was going to bring that up. Um, I think because of who I'll be playing is just kind of... Um, I want to st- the way the way that I want to phrase it is not going to sound like what it is, but the the phrase that comes to mind immediately is like unexpected charms, Ooh. which kind mm. of six of one, half a dozen of the other because of who I'm playing, uh, but also like as a personality and then as an ability and just like little magic things. Um, mm. So trying to find a way to make that more coherent, but that's the vibe. Dig it. Um, the one I've got is uh, simpler, but it's something that I always think of uh, with this group of characters. And it's just, I want, um, 
sharing a bottle. Mm. <laughs> yes. Very good. Um, and we can keep going if we want to, if anyone has any other ideas. Um, I don't have this town is full of monsters doc open, so I don't even remember what our other... Uh, other motifs just... included seagulls, bones, new beginnings might be good, uh, metamorphosis, be good. metamorphosis mm-hmm. or the marks we leave on others. I was and... also thinking about thinking about um, <clears throat> finding pockets of fun and desolation. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I think we've done a lot of really serious things in this universe. <laughs> mm. And I think it would be nice for some levity. Uh, yes. Well, this is not levity, but uh, because of the setting, because of who my character is, and I like the connotations, uh, salt and rust. Mm-hmm. Very good. Do we want to? I'm going to add new beginnings, and maybe we call it there so that we have room. I mean, we can have an endless list of motifs. I don't give a shit. We'll add as we go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Alrighty. Okay, so next we do genre. Um, so we'll decide a vague genre for a character story. Is it a suspense tale full of twists and intrigue? Is it a fantasy epic adventure? You can always combine genres and make fantastic horror, sci-fi noir, but your genre doesn't have to match the motifs you've already created. Rather, you'll lean against the genre you've chosen for inspiration and let it guide you when you've got multiple paths to choose from. And then I love this part, so I'm going to read it. Note, many genres rely on tropes that are racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, fatphobic, or ableist. If you choose to bring some of these tropes into your world uncritically, consider... Don't. If you choose to bring some of these tropes into your world in a critical lens, consider if it's something that you, the player, would be able to reclaim in your own life. This is also the point where we'll decide on our tone. Are we playing a goofy comedy with occasional moments of seriousness? Are we playing a hopeless tragedy that may end in a burst of hope? We decide together on a tone we're all happy with. Um, I guess this is a point at which we say we're playing in the city of Gauls. <laughs> hmm. Yep. But what we were just saying about motifs, um, do we want to tell a different kind of city of Gulls story? Because Echo did not, f- it is the city of Gulls, and there are notes in it that are very city of Gulls, but also it felt like a very different tonal story to this town is full of monsters. Right, which is what I was trying to hit with the mm. finding pockets of fun and desolation is that yeah. I think the setting is the same, but in terms of the characters that we're playing, it doesn't have to hit those all those same beats. Mm. Which is why I, the yeah. question of genre is so interesting in this yeah. context with in these people. Context. Yeah. Um I definitely I this is just me. I definitely want this to be canon and running and have things mm. that run parallel to events we've already established. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I definitely but... think the tone should be different. Like the stakes in the "This Town Is Full of Monsters" game were are pretty high. I think that yeah. this should be I've, yeah, especially with like the characters that we play with in that game and their involvement within the world yeah. gives them that higher stakes. I um, don't. Yeah, I don't think this needs to be a super high stakes thing. I definitely want it to be lighter. I do. Earlier. I do still want it to be kind of spooky, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can... I mean, Ghost Hunter Karma is kind of goofy and spooky at the same time. Yeah, that's a that's a good tone. 
Um, okay, so before I uh, read the next part, I do want to read this part from the end of the introduction, which I didn't read, which is important, because um, it plays into the time frame thing. Um, there are some things this game may involve. Violence, love, sex, the stern and unyielding passage of time and how people change because of that. Love is messy and no story is without its darkness. In setup, we will specifically address what we do and do not want to see in our game. However, there is one thing this game will not involve, and that is major character death. Though this game may, play take may take place over times longer than the normal human lifespan, and the characters themselves may age, we will not imagine what the permanent loss of a major character will mean to the other characters. I just- this was just me being like, I could think of a million ways that you would- use this story to imagine a major character death which is like fine but that's not what i want this game to be mm. so i just was like i'm gonna just say no major character death is banned in this game goodbye <laughs> if you want to <laughs> you want to write a game that involves major character death go for it that's not this one i don't want to think about it i don't give a shit time's fake anyway um so part three is time frames our history is just that a history very little history is made in a month or a year. Certain events may change the course of history, but you'll not see the ripples caused by it for a long, long time. Our story is no different. It spans a time that may be as little as a decade and as long as an age or two. Uh, and I say something. As stated in the introduction, you'll not be considering the human lifespan when establishing your time frame. Your characters may grow and develop as people across your history, but they may they may age very little, even as the world advances and collapses around them. I did originally write this game for Blackjack and his and his two partners, so it was originally supposed to be like a, just a, a decade, but I was like, fuck it. Time is fake anyway. Um, you decide together how long you want your history to span. Uh, once you've settled on a rough estimate, a decade or more, a century or more, a millennium or more, an age or more, you'll describe what the world is like when your story begins. Agree on a short description, a few sentences at most, or even just a phrase. You can draw on real-life time periods, for example, Prohibition Era, or combine some, Prohibition Era in space, or make something up. <laughs> An interplanetary war over alcohol regulations. <laughs> <laughs> I got very excited about that one. I that really it's like really that. It's really good. <laughs> um, okay, so... Yeah, so we kind of decide how long we want to... How, how long we want to dick around in. <laughs> um, based on where we started, or where I think we're starting... I kind of want to propose, like, a 40-year time period. Um, just because it's like, I want to I wanna have a long way to see these characters grow and change, especially in the, the weird and wild world around them. Hell yeah. I'm down for 40-ish. And I think that also takes us past where, like, that takes us into the ages that they are in other universes and then also past that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Finally, we get to see Sol at the age that she is in her heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you can cut that out later, but I'm right oh, and no. I don't say it. I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. You're not wrong. I'm only saying I'm only saying cut it out because we haven't actually said who we're playing yet. But. Oh yeah. 
Do the beep again. Yep. Just beep it. Um, yep. Does anyone have a problem with that? We could shorten it or long longen it. No, that sounds like a, a fun. Given the the age that we've seen a couple of these characters already in this universe, I like that as a scape to play in, because um, they're probably human. Probably. We'll see. We'll see. But like, unlike other characters in the City of Goals, these are not long lived in the way that many people apparently are in the, in the City of Goals. How come no one dies? <laughs> <laughs> because um, they're all playing Memoria. <laughs> it's yeah, good. because you have Ooh. a few immortals and. Uh... Yeah. Weird reincarnation via egg. <laughs> and space magic, but not. Um. So where do we want to set the starting point for this? Then can you go back and forth? Um. Or does it have to be linear? I mean, the actual gameplay won't be linear, but I want to hmm. get a gauge of since since we already know who we're, who we are playing. I want to get a gauge of. Gener- generally whereabouts they are sure. uh, let me put um, it this way are we starting at the echo game or are we gonna do we want to start before the echo game yeah i i kind of like setting it a little before the echo mm-hmm. game yeah they're not and i mean they're both 12 the the two characters we know Wait. are both 12 Decided. in the game, so it's not like we're making them babies. Are we gonna are we gonna do older sister, younger sister, or are they gonna be the same age? That's a good question. I'm not a hundred percent on that. August, um, what do you think? So uh I really for this universe, I do like the idea that um maybe my character is like a year older than okay. your character, but like acts like, you know, mm-hmm. five years oh, older. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's very good. I mean, I do also like, and this can get cut out later, just knowing what I know from my experience as being the youngest person in my grade, you could have still been a year older than me in the high school fiasco game, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no reason why we couldn't both have been in the same grade, but I've been a year younger than you. I have a bunch of friends who are all a year older than me, but we're in my grade in public. And I'm talking public school. I'm not even talking about college now. Mm, yeah. Um, I had a friend who was born in 95. I'm born in 96. We were in the same grade because of how cutoff nice. dates worked. It just, so it just be like that sometimes. Yep. Yeah. So there's no reason why that couldn't also be true here. Now, I, I, I do love that she's a year older, but she acts like she's five years older. <laughs> it's really good. Should we just, like, yeah. introduce who our characters are so we can just stop being vague about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so typically I'm going to say... Because typically when I say the starting point, it would mean more of what the setting looks like um, right. before games start, because you wouldn't necessarily have all your characters created. But since we have a setting, have our characters, have vague time period thoughts, I was like, okay, let's figure out where we are timeline wise starting at the start vaguely so that i get a sense of how how far are we going okay um let's do characters what do i say about characters um 
It's a lot of talk about character creation. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, the first thing we consider is what tr sort of relationship you want to explore between all of the characters. This can be a romantic relationship, they can be related by blood, or found each other's family, or they could completely hate each other but keep crossing paths somehow. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, uh, yep, <laughs> hitting all the notes here. Um... <laughs> The relationships between your characters don't have to be so simply cut and dry. You could be arch enemies by day and lovers in the, in the shadows or be members of the same adventuring party who are actually long-lost siblings. This is your world to mess with. Just don't be creepy. If you suggest something that another player doesn't show interest in, don't try to pressure them into telling that story. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, relationships. I mean, we know that who we're playing. We can start with the characters if we want to. Yeah, I'd like to start with the characters because that'll make talking about the relationships a lot easier. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Oh, I guess I'm starting then. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, real quick, uh, we do characters. Everyone at the everyone else at the table or in the voice call uh, may suggest an additional fact about your character, whether it be their occupation or a hobby they have or a member of their family. You choose your character's name and pronouns. Usual. You may veto any ideas or suggestions that you're not interested in playing, but everyone at the table should get to chime in at least once. Um, we can do that if we want to. I'm totally happy for that. If we want to go that I, route, I'd, I'd really like, the like idea, to, especially with such an drastically different setting mm -hmm. yeah. where we sort of know these characters well I, I like the thought of getting to contribute to each other's characters a little there's um a game that they played on one of the one shots for rusty quill gaming and i forgot the name of the game but um as you play as you're establishing characters you build your character by everyone around the table asking you specific leading questions that are completely random leading questions and it was like how did you get that scar? And I was like, well, now I have a scar and I have to tell you how I got it. And that was just like a really fascinating way to like communally build someone else's character in a way that was just like, you know, it's team building. It's really good. <laughs> it's actually also one of the things I like, not to get sidetracked, it's one of the things I like about the For the Queen system mm -hmm. is that a lot of character creation happens during play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, so I'll go first. Um, so I am going to be playing Meryl Whitmer. Um, she uses she, her pronouns. Um, she is, well, we don't know very much about her at this point. I think she's just kind of a, a person. <clears throat> yeah, she's just a kid. She's just a little punk. Um, <laughs> I'll invent, maybe we invent roller derby in the second <laughs> now. Amazing. Good. <laughs> Um, she deserves it. <laughs> but I don't know very much. Uh, we'll have to figure out exactly what she'll be like in play. Do we want to... Let's just... We can introduce all our characters and then do the contributions after. Okay, sure. sure. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Run down the list real quick. So that's <clears throat> uh, that's August. You're next. Yeah. So, um... Hang on a second. Discord's being weird. It's not... It doesn't seem to be picking up. It's all up there. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll be playing uh, Sol Hawk. Uh, she uses uh, she, her pronouns. Um, she is... 
She has anger issues. Um, <laughs> Bless her. Yeah, she's. I love and miss her. She's she's angry and standoffish, and I can't imagine going through puberty helps. Oh God, poor <laughs> child. Uh, I'll be playing Kerrigan Kestrel, aka Carrie. She, her pronouns. Oh God, she's so young. Um, I. Did we uh, we're just, starting... did you decide whether or not you were going to age her up for this? Yeah. Well, I'm. Yes, I am. Because otherwise, she would be like six years younger. I think is no. Well, how old are you guys in uh, Uneven Orbits? Like, uh, was it, like, early or mid-30s? Yeah, we were in our 30s, and Carrie was in her late 20s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I have to age this up, or she'll literally be a, an infant right now. <laughs> <laughs> at the start? But we don't have to We don't have to start play at the start of the timeline. I, I just mean, like, if, if we make it to that point in the timeline, in, like, I don't know. I'm fine with her being, like, because in, like, again, high school fiasco, we made them the same age. Yeah. Um, so she's, like... You know, probably close because I still want her to be a little bit younger. So she's probably the same, close to the same age as Meryl, uh, maybe like a little bit younger. Um, so you know, she still has the "you are the baby" energy of the group, even though Meryl also has baby energy of the group. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she also acts like five years older, but in a much different way than Sol does. Mm-hmm. Um, she she does it in a way of like okay now children we have to do it this way uh, in a very patronizing sort of way. <laughs> oh God, big God! I was gonna make a bad joke that I realize is not even true. <laughs> closer to closer to Davy Jane than to Saul, but still worse. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, but uh, she also does magic. So she'll be doing, like, lots of little prestidigitations because she can. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. She's so good. It's, it's this universe's high science is big <laughs> magic. So Amazing. <laughs> and uh, perhaps unsurprisingly, given who everybody else is playing... Um... <laughs> I really no, you just want you just... to introduce a, a random character. Just that would have gonna... been real funny. <laughs> I was just going to um... say, just introduce someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a um... new character we've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I am going to be playing uh, Max Valera, she, her pronouns. Uh, probably closest to Sol in age. Um, and unlike... Sol and Carrie, who act older than they are in different ways, and Meryl, who has baby energy. I think Max sort of comes across as the age that she is, but has that kind of streetwisey vibe, like kids that are very independent tend to have, like, oh, you are only 12, but you're a 12-year-old that's seen some shit. Bless her. But uh, that, that vibe... I want to be clear, Meryl has baby energy, but she's also trying very hard to not have baby energy. That's yes. Why she's so good. I hope no one can just hear my stomach growling. <laughs> <laughs> Go get something to snack on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other thing I was going to say about Max is I think she has a little bit of a kind of a brittle, sharp 
quality to her. Not in necessarily an aggressive way, but like, yeah, kind of like handle with care sort of vibes, but doesn't really care too much about other people hurting her, I guess. I'm very, I'm talking in a little bit of a circle, but um, that kind of vibe doesn't care that she's kind of sharp and brittle with it. And I don't think she's necessarily mean with it in the way that some people who are sharp are. I think she just doesn't give a shit. I'm also just remembering something that I found out this week that made me really fucking happy about Max. Uh, so, oh, boy. You know. Oh, um, slight divergence over in the Roomware server, uh, Richard said that Max was a starting point of inspiration for Kerry, but Max but a doctor with a banjo. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I've seen this. It's a, it's a good one. So yes, I had a moment. It was particularly funny because Richard decided to drop that bomb after I'd said that Carrie was spouse goals. And just like, <laughs> just me with my entire ass out in the room server again. Bless. Yeah, but, but that's her. Um, so August. Yeah. I have a pitch for you. Uh-huh. So you know how Soul in that spindle wheel game was kind of a pyrokinetic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. I like, I like that I love tone. It. <laughs> like the audible arching of an eyebrow. Yes. I, was, I just love that. We did that in Icarus too. We're all just like, yes, kill. <laughs> <laughs> so what if just a suggestion <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if that's true here too? <laughs> I like that idea a lot. That's that's my that's my pitch for uh, character contributions. I'm just gonna say, baby pyrokinetic. <laughs> then I'm gonna pitch to you, uh, Kels. Uh, what about Meryl having some kind of innate magical thing too? Mm, then thinking about a it. different thing, a different thing, a different thing. A thing. Hey, I like I... the idea of the four of them all having a thing. Hey, I... Jade. I will teach you all magic. <laughs> I don't want your magic. May I, may I you suggest? I'm a teacher. Jade. May... Mm? What if it's the same power that she had in masks? Oh, hell yes. That makes it really hilarious given this universe and the connotations <laughs> that that might mean. <laughs> Yeah, no. Hell yes. Share with the class, please. And then I want to know what August had to say. Um, so wasn't it wasn't it basically Nightcrawler's thing? Uh short term short range teleportation and able to move silently. Yes. Wow, perfect for a budding jewel thief. Yeah. Yeah. My I'm, uh... I'm going back and forth on whether or not I'm gonna keep that characterization for her. Mm-hmm. Um because making my only black character on the podcast be a criminal is not well making both of my only black characters on the podcast be criminals um is not so i'm going back and forth on that i think she's closer to a jack of all trades but yes also very good for a budding dual thief dope yeah i was uh i was thinking that um like she has a 
capital K knack where she can um did y'all ever watch uh the haunting of hill house yes yeah. so it's it's like um uh what was her name was it was it theo theo yeah yeah um, it's, hold on it's a second. like which she are you talking about august <laughs> which what which she are you talking oh, about oh meryl okay like not necessarily like um um, psychometry, but, like, you know, Theo knew where the valuable wine was, and uh, she knew, you know, she just had a knack for finding things. Oh, so it's not thieving, it's finding. No, no, she's, it's like, you know, <laughs> we go- Requisitioning. Well, no, it's like we go into a building, and then Meryl's like, oh, hey, let's look over here, and it just so happens that we were able to find the, the valuable supplies there, or whatever. Fuck yeah. I'm Love that. And I mean, given the setting of the City of Goals, this is like a post-apocalyptic reclaimed city. Like, a jewel thief is not the kind of thing you would expect to see, but somebody that can find things in ruins of value, that's very different yeah. moralis think, yeah. moralistically, but still yeah. feels kind of in keeping with Meryl's love of finding things. Yeah, and when you're establishing a foothold somewhere, requisitions mm -hmm. in that sense... Yeah. give you more of a well they're being repurposed for something else that everyone can use yeah i mean i'm just generally thinking along the lines of like I, i'm thinking about her general character trying to pull it away from the criminal aspect oh, mm -hmm. also just generally not who she is like mm. it, it she just happened to be a smuggler on the other it's fine <laughs> it's i have been thinking about it i'm just putting it that way um yeah I'm not. I don't want to necessarily def say everyone's. Uh, think about like everyone's magical power for my contributions to them, but I am now thinking about <laughs> what Carrie's special specialization is. <laughs> as long as we're on the subject, as long as we're on the subject. I'm also doing a lot of thinking about uh, JRPG special attacks because of the <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Descended from the Queen game I'm writing. <laughs> ah, I, so, I keep, yes, <laughs> I forgot you were doing that. <laughs> I literally just had to, right before I closed the document so that I didn't slow my computer down, I just had to write down planned power so that I wouldn't forget. <laughs> um, I'm having to look up the thing that August wrote in the chat because I do not know. <laughs> so. Oh, it brings me back to my Final Fantasy X days. Oh, see, this is actually a kind of vibe that I was thinking for Max anyway. So Yeah, I think that works yeah, very well for um, Max. I'm not going to try to say this in case I say it wrong. Um, but the vibe I was thinking was, given that what we know about the world of the City of Girls and that there was a faction that were very all about machines and technology mm -hmm. the idea of max being a little bit like a technopath and being able to like vibe with machines in a very sort of spiritual way as well as just being good with them yeah yes let's get some techno made shit in here yeah that oh, that yeah. that kind of a vibe and I realized just how uh, how much I just repeatedly am on my bullshit across different things. I'm just like, oh, you mean a mechanic that's got good vibes with machines? I see you. We already I'm just like, knew this eh. about Max. We knew this about Max. Yeah. So, yeah, what do we think Carrie's sort of speciality magic-wise might be? Mab? Um, I, I don't know, because later on... 
I do like the idea of her training to study like under Marius. Um, mm-hmm. And so it is definitely more, she's more of a scholar than she is like someone that would practice it. But I also just like the idea of little baby Carrie doing tiny little lights because she can and likes to show it off. I was um, thinking about uh, a, a light, an innate light power for Carrie, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, really vibes, especially given one of our uh, motifs common in the City of Goals as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think also it's very interesting then for Carrie to study under, sorry, study under <laughs> Marius, who's right. been doing all of this work with darkness. Exactly. And it's yeah. also kind of like a fun contrast um, to be like pure light versus the light of fire with soul also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree with you that she's more of a scholar than anything else. I'm thinking more about, like, the innate talents that we all have got. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know for sure she has 100% stayed up late studying with a little light that she made just hovering over her. So cute. God, I love her. (laughs) Um, I was just editing Icarus last night going, I can't wait to play the girls and I know we're not even in space, but I love the girls so much. (laughs) Girls are so good. Um, okay, so that means we still have to figure out contributions, which we don't all have to. Like, I am so bad at coming up with ideas. Yeah, same. Um, I put this in for, I, I write rules for other people, not for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a question, um, because I know a part of, uh, how you... Uh, like to play Max Jade is, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of exploring like physical limitations uh, with her disability with her leg. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you want to like? Did she uh, have an injury uh, as a child, and so we're picking up with her with that disability, or is that something that is going to happen to her? Uh, a little later in life I think it's something that happens later to her Um, I think there's some I think it's going to look different in this universe Um, I'm thinking a little bit about Ruben actually I was just going to say is it going to be like Ruben's silver leg maybe something like that because this is a world with different kinds of rules so but yes I still want to have that as a facet of Max. Um, but I think it's something that happens, like, later in her life, like, young adulthood, mm-hmm. rather than as a kid or as a teenager. Okay. Cool. Um, do we want to do relationships and we can go back to uh, the other stuff later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. If you've listened to anything with the girls in it, I think you can see where this is going. <laughs> We're predictable. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> for um, for those I... of you who may not huh? have listened to anything with the, the girls yet, welcome. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them so much. Um, August. I think in this universe, because the... The kids are all kind of living in that home together. 
it's less of step siblings and more of they've adopted each other, or at least Meryl's adopted Saul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, like that. I like that a lot. Sisters. <laughs> Sisters because they went up to each other and they said, oh, we're sisters now. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. I would be really interested to see how that happened, actually. (laughs) Me too. We gotta see it. We have to see I need to see the thing. We need to see the thing. Y'all, I need to see the thing. Adopt each other. Y'all. God, I'm so emotional. You know how much the fans like the sibling content. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know how much I like the sibling content. (laughs) Uh, Important sidebar, as we establish relationships... What is Carrie's familial situation? Um, I think... I don't know. Like, she has always... Like, she has always had at least... Um, her dad has always been there. I won't say around, but he's been there. Um, and... But now I'm just like, I'm reading this book right now and i don't like the book very much but uh there there's like the three characters are orphans and then they have their one rich friend who has both her parents and i'm like it's such a weird vibe especially also in the city of goals Mm -hmm. um like i do imagine that they are probably recently just arrived there um but uh like I've never, I've never actually figured out anything about her mom. I think in the the story that I was playing around with her, I don't remember if her mom was a lawyer or something like something like that. And her dad's always been a politician, but that's not the kind of struct- societal structure that we have in City of Goals. Um, so I'm still, I'm still thinking on that. Uh, it's a, still a question, but I think she does have at least one of her parents is around right now. Cool. We've never talked much about um, Meryl and Saul's parents, so I don't necessarily feel bad keeping the continuity that we established in Echo and saying, "Yeah, nope." <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, there is a small town council that we've established in the City of Gulls. If you want to. Uh, Carrie's parent or parents to have some semblance of authority or as much status as they think there might be available in the city of goals. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's, it's, it's going to be interesting because she has always come from, she has always been that privileged child (laughs) to to put it nicely. Um, so, you know, just being like, oh, well, this it's a different form of privilege, uh, especially considering. Um, but yeah, I probably, you know, having her dad be on that council. Um, so in which case, maybe she's been here a little bit longer than the others. Uh, and she has some she feels that sort of like, this is my town. I can also just I know things about it because I've been here and I've, you know, been here a while type of thing. So to be able to establish that that found footing. Take it. Um, I do think also Meryl adopted Max in um, <laughs> to a lesser extent, but Meryl is also like, you're my best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Take it. It's like, you have no choice in the matter. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I because of 
the one time that Max has had a family, um, she's actually been pretty tight with them. Um, so I like the thought that she isn't at like the group home necessarily. Um, I think her family do a lot of um, maybe scavenging and like clearing. Like that's what they've done. Cause I really, one of my big things about Max has always been like, she knows how to get around and do things. Mm. And I like the thought that she works with her family doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's fun. And also explains why she and Meryl might have some stuff in common. Um, but I like the thought that like, if there are lessons done anywhere, it might like Max probably would have been obliged to go do those. So there's still like plenty of opportunities for meetings to have occurred. So. Yeah, we don't have to go too far into a lot of the relationship stuff because uh, we'll probably end up doing a lot of the when, how did we meet and what was our relationship like then questions. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want to explicitly state that um, Saul's relationship with Carrie is definitely question mark, question mark, question mark. Just because, like... <laughs> I want to explicitly state that it's just a bunch of question marks. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Like, when they were thrown together when they were younger, they really hated each other. But when they were thrown together when they were older, they were able to form um, a, a more... Well, okay, I don't want to say friendly because that's just gals being <laughs> pals all over again. But they were, you know... <laughs> They were, I mean, they were friends. They, they started were. out as friends. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I don't think... them. <laughs> yes. I just, um, I don't think it's it's really worth putting a, a label on it because I really right. want to play to find out what happens there. Yes. Yeah. I also want to do the same with Meryl and Carrie because um, I have no idea what it's going to be like in this version of events. And I will right. also say, um, we had this in Fiasco too, um, but since we're playing younger kids here, uh, no underage romantic relationships? Yeah. yeah. Right. All in favor say aye. 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 Cool. Um, I mean, I got, I got thoughts, but mm-hmm. not when they're, not when they're kids. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think little baby crushes is okay, but. Yeah. Nothing beyond yeah. that. I'm sorry, Carrie's gonna be the that I had a crush on a girl and I just told her to get out of my school my sc- child. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. Of course. Um, I mean, Meryl's gonna have had a crush on Max for forever, but she's valid. She's a, I she's mean, a baby. So also same, but like because mm-hmm. I love that characterization because that's something we might have to revisit because every time we have played the ghouls. There's been a long-term separation between Max and Meryl that's been, like, heavily influential on their dynamics. Mm-hmm. So... We can figure that out. Yeah. Love I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Love a good but... reunion scene. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mab, how do you feel about uh, Max and Carrie frenemies since birth kind of vibe? Like, Oh, yeah. I'm here for that. Because they've like, always they're... had, like, that playful ribbing. Yeah, because there is, I think it's like, you're as smart as I am. Do I like this? (laughs) I like to argue with you, but I I like that there's always, even like in Fiasco, they had it to just like, they snip, but it's always felt very fun a lot of the time. 
it's yeah. and it like, starts to get like more fencing. fun between them in uneven orbits. Mm, I love their dynamic in uneven orbits. It just uh-huh. really makes me happy. So, but yeah, I like that vibe of, oh, it's you. But that like people look at each other. They hate each other, or are they friends? And everyone around them is just like, mm. uh, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah, everyone else sees it as question mark, question mark, question mark. But they're just like, I. They're different kinds like, of question marks. Yeah, I like the thought that they know exactly where they stand with each other, and there's a lot yeah. of honesty. Oh, I yeah. love that. That's so good. Because like it's also Car- just right from the get go, we're never gonna we're never gonna kiss. We're never gonna it's never gonna work out. There's between never us, been that question. No. It's just like <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, no. Ugh. Um speaking of <laughs> speaking of kissing <laughs> Step six. I, I love I love that laughter. <laughs> speaking of kissing <laughs> Speaking of kissing, step six, which I have added for this game and for this game only, um, because I am who I am as a person, and also I know that it will make everyone laugh. Um, so we're all going to place bets on uh, who's going to kiss first. Amazing. <laughs> I, I'm still on on Max and Meryl, always. Oh, so they, this, is a new, this is a brand new world, baby. I know. You don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> This is very silly. We don't actually have to do it. I just thought of it like an hour ago and I was like, no, I need to say this. Yeah, my money is on Max and Meryl. (laughs) Smart money. Uh, My money is that one awkward time that Max and Sol kissed and neither of them will talk about it anymore. (laughs) You know, when you put it that way. (laughs) Um, My money is similarly on Meryl and Carrie. (laughs) Mm. But who knows? We'll see. That's the whole who point knows? of play to find out what happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not a hard and fast rule for the game of Memoria. It's just for the girls. <laughs> because we've joked about it at the top of every Uneven Orbits game, and they still haven't kissed. <laughs> one has hugged, and the other one has held hands. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just gals being pals. <laughs> just, just guys being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> sitting five feet apart because they're not gay that was the hot gay bro dragons episode <laughs> <laughs> all right so before we get started in earnest we should take a breather and check in everyone at the table takes a, or at the computer takes a few minutes to themselves to grab a drink or a snack and stretch their legs you can chat about potentials for the game if you like if you're excited about the game don't try to hold it in if you have any trepidations you can also mention these and we can discuss them once we've returned to the game space in the map uh, once we return to the table, we'll do a check-in to see how everyone's feeling. Uh, we'll do an emoji send, um, and basically, if you feel good, thumbs up. If you feel eh, um, send a flat hand or a, a hand with just, like, a hand with just the fingers splayed, uh, and you don't feel good about what's like happening, uh, mm-hmm. thumbs down. And then we can talk about and see if we want to tweak anything or retool things, uh, before we actually get started. Alrighty. Also, I, I'm just going to say this right now. There ain't no way that we're going to finish this game. This game is not designed to be played in one session. <laughs> so, I know, you, you, you guys were like, 40 years, and I'm like, oh, we're going to be here for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't necessarily started. planning on us staying here forever, So, but it'll be good to come back to this. Yes, always. Mm-hmm. Always fun to return to the City of Goals. 
City of Girls. City, City of Girls. <laughs> All right. Uh, check in real quick. I have here, here, here. Um, hang on. I have chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> ah, my keyboard fell asleep. Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, for those who can't see our Discord server, that's four. <laughs> that's four thumbs up emojis. So we'll keep going. Dear Lord, um, oh, I forgot about how this game works. Oh, it's been a while since I've actually played this. Um, so, in this game, time is an illusion. We won't play in chronological order, and we'll likely shift moments around the timeline as we realize there has to be something happening before or after an event. We're going to try and avoid using specific numbers to describe how much time passes between moments, but rather describe them as vague approximations of days, weeks, months, years, or more. Our character's history is mapped out in two ways, tokens and echoes. I'll go into that in a second. These are the foundations of our scenes, the point around which they will revolve. Uh, Tokens and echoes will be attached to scenes and moments, providing the context and the momentum of the story we play. Our scenes and moments will be part of our frame for each turn, and our frame will often, though not always, end with a pivot. Uh, these are basic rules of play. Yeah. Uh, to give a brief overview of play, one person begins as the lens. If someone is teaching the game, they should begin as the first lens. Motherfucker! <laughs> well, you're first in the order anyway, so... Mm-hmm. But I don't have an idea! Um, so, first up, lens will declare the frame. This is p- the part of our character story we're going to explore right now. It could be a return to a frame we've established previously to dive into more depth of what we didn't get to explore before, or it could be something brand new. Each player takes a turn establishing a token or echo, or establishing a scene or moment that will give a token or echo. Wow, this is weirdly written. Um, (laughs) Who wrote this? (laughs) Uh, The lens goes first and may establish both as long as they're nested inside each other. A token with a scene, an echo with a scene, or either with a moment to give them more power to get the frame going. Uh, Once everyone has gone, the lens establishes another token, echo, scene, moment, or nested pair to close up any loose ends about the frame they don't want to ignore. Uh, once this is over, you may decide if you want to close this frame with a pivot or if you want to let the, fl- the frame flow naturally into another frame. Uh, I can I can talk about that later. Um, no, I'll just go through the overview. Uh, the player to the right of the lens. When I talk about left and right, um, I usually say that when you go... This is weird. Oh, yeah, left, because left is clockwise, and right is counterclockwise. Yeah. When I usually say left, I mean going down the turn order, and when I say right, I mean going up the turn order. So, me establishing this frame, the person to my right would be Jade. Jade. Okay. And the person to my left would be August. You don't I say even it somewhere me. later don't even on in the rules. No. <laughs> I said something about playing online. Uh, yeah, <laughs> left is down, right is up. Um, so the person to the right of the lens... Oh my god, I scrolled too far. Uh, person to the right of the lens decides whether or not they want to end the frame to end in a pivot. Um, this same player decides whether or not a character involved in the pivot gets a token or an echo, who does and what it is. Uh, character in question sketches a quick moment to illustrate this, so whoever... Yeah, we'll talk about that later if we decide we do that. Player to the left of the lens becomes a new lens, and play restarts from the top. Um, so, 
And then you check in in between every frame. Okay. Dear Lord. Um, God, that means I have to come up with a thought about what the frame is going to be. Well, we said about wanting to see the adoption. Yeah. We could just do, like, young. Young. <laughs> babies. Youths. Youths. <laughs> we babies. But because we, we talked about wanting to see, like, some of the, how these things sort of began, I think that's a, a cool place to start. New beginnings. Yeah. Um, which works I'm... because frames aren't necessarily, and probably shouldn't be, uh, a strict time frame. Mm. Um, like, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. All right. My partner just made popcorn, and it was noisy, and I can now smell it, and I am so mad, because I am not oh. going to get any of that popcorn. <laughs> Go grab a handful and throw it at them. <laughs> what a waste of good popcorn. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter, because you're not going to be able to eat it anyway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all good. So, gripe over. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Before I start, let me just explain tokens and echoes really quick. Uh, they're the smallest element we'll use in our story. They serve as reminders of our history together and are the foundations of the scenes and moments we'll establish. The difference between the two of them is in how tangible they are. Tokens are physical, directly given to or received because of a character in a situation. Echoes are more sensation and memory than tangible, indirectly or inadvertently given but no less important. They remain consistent across our history, not tied to a specific frame or indeed time they also i don't know if i was implying that they were or what they also don't have to be tied to a specific character um it's probably easier to make it be that way so you don't accidentally steal what someone was thinking of but they don't have to be probably best practice is to ask if it's okay if you use something to see if someone had an intention for it, but uh, fuck, fuck the rules. Um, <laughs> so some example tokens are like jewelry or trinkets or scars or tattoos or letters or gifts or weapons. Uh, they don't have to be particularly nice, just infused with sentiment. <laughs> um, and some example, uh, these are these are all examples. Some people are more creative than me. Um, some example echoes include the memory of touch, the sight of a smile, the taste of food, a certain smell, or the pain of departure. Arson, murder, and jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think it would be... And I think I talk about at some point... Yeah, so when I talk about scenes, I talk about how you don't... Ha I don't have to go into a scene knowing what token or echo is going to be but that means it's up to someone else to decide so if i decide that i'm going to do that first scene where meryl and saul adopt each other but i don't know what is going to be called there someone else has to say hey here's the thing i think you get from this and i don't have to get it saul could get it either one of us could or fuck it carrie could get it i don't give a shit um <laughs> but because I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do. But I really want to see that scene. <laughs> <laughs> Little babies. You good with that, August? I'm good with that. 
Well, I only heard half that sentence, but it said you you said with that, so we're good. <laughs> I'm sorry, so I don't know. I don't know it's why Discord is doing the thing. It's not your fault. Discord can be a fuck. But at least it's not Skype or Zoom. <laughs> so I say how the scene begins, and we already know that Sol is there. There could be other people there, I don't know. Uh, and one of us gets something out of it. But other than that, it can kind of be whatever we want. I'm how very old amused. Are they? Oh, yeah, please, please. Sorry, Jade. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I'm very amused if this is happening at the group home, but the thought of there is just the rest of the Echo kids just running around in the background, and it just makes me happy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I kind of I kind of low-key want the peony to be in the background of this scene. Yeah, secondary <laughs> characters for the win. Yes! <laughs> also, we haven't seen the peony in forever. So Far long. too long. Time. Uh, how old are they? So by the time they're by the time they're in the Echo game, they're like twelve. I want to say maybe this is when they're they're closer to ten, so that way they have a little bit of time to settle into their sibling relationship. Okay, I was honestly wondering if it might even be earlier, but ten is good. Ooh. I have an idea okay. I would like to pitch. Because, like, I feel like what would prompt Sol to adopt Meryl would be, like, Meryl being in some kind of danger. And I was thinking about that! <laughs> like, we know that Meryl has a knack for finding stuff, so maybe, like, Meryl is trying to... Uh, get to something that her instincts tell her is somewhere that's uh, a little less than safe. Mm. It's Zach, and I just want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We're also part of a non-profit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Production. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened, So Below, Animorphs Book Club, and Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again.